step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. That isn't just the sound of the 2016 Mercedes-Benz C-Class high-strength steel and aluminum frame being formed. It's the sound of conviction. Conviction that created a lighter, quicker, and more efficient C-Class, whose beautiful form commands attention, while its more powerful, fuel-efficient engine demands to be driven. This is what conviction sounds like. Now, discover what it feels like in a 2016 Mercedes-Benz C-Class. Hello! screwed up episode of Realism for Radicals. I'm your host, Rebel Wolf in Maine. FEMA Region 1's looking pretty good out this way. No complaints. A little bit of snow. Other than that, everything's going pretty well. Uh, I would like to start the show off. I found three really nice quotes, and I'd like to go ahead with them. Uh, can I have a uh, chat room check? Audio? It, there, is there any audio at all? Okay, we have audio now. I'm sorry about this. Good in the hood. Keep me muted. I believe I do have you muted. But I do have audio in the room. Excellent. All right. Well, welcome to my second fucked up show of Realism for Radicals. This is Rebel Wolf M.E. reporting from FEMA Region 1 up here in the great state of Maine. Nothing much happening. A little bit of snow. But other than that, not too much to complain about. A lot of fun stuff on the net. A lot of interesting things that have been happening recently. Europe, the United States. You can just feel the electricity just brewing in the air. 
But uh, the one quote that I would like to start out with is by Socrates. Strong minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Weak minds discuss people. And uh, they may kill the revolutionary, but they can't kill the revolution. Ensure you, you live to keep the dream alive, since this will be the greatest and finest struggle of our lives. Okay, yeah, and I pass on the third one. So, what I would like to do is uh, start off with my first topic tonight, uh, talking about agent provocateurs. Everybody knows them. Everybody jokes about them. Everybody finger points about them. It's kind of a funny troll joke at times, but uh, have anybody... Has anybody actually met a real agent provocateur in their lives? I'm not data mining for information or anything like that, but anybody telling you what to do? Give it. <laughs> okay, but okay, and and into the uh, into the meat of the matter. The agent may be a paid or unpaid enemy of our folk. Its function is to infiltrate, disrupt, and or destroy. Like a Trojan horse, the agent works to destroy us from within. He does this first by winning the trust and confidence of those he has targeted. There are two kinds of provocateurs, the soft provocateur and the hard provocateur. The soft is an expert at the three Ds of destruction. Dissension, distraction, and disruption. His arsenal includes fabrications, distortions, misrepresentations, and misinformation. He spreads slander systematically and craftily, seeking to undermine the group. He plants seeds of doubts with the object of turning people against each other. His modus operandi is divide and conquer. Well, since this being the internet, I guess a lot of us have probably accused a lot of people, or no people that may actually be, agents. It's kind of funny, the the soft ones, uh, the, uh, that, that would be what, trolling, I believe? There's quite a couple, quite a couple of good-sized troll armies out there. So, you know, that's always fun for the soft. But then you have the hard. It's a more of an in-your-face, and it's a bit easier to detect. Uh, this person presents himself as a man of action and is constantly trying to lure others into illegal activities. It's implied that if you don't follow his plans, then you are somehow lacking in spirit or dedication. He uses intimidation and peer pressure to entrap otherwise intelligent folk into participating in illegal schemes that are both doomed to fail and jail if you are lucky. <coughs> oh, let me see that. I, uh... 
There we go. I am sorry about that. All right, back to this. Uh, Okay, here's a couple do's and don'ts and whatnot. Avoid drunks, drug users, and nuts. Remember quality over quantity. Beware of all strangers. Resistance is the small group of members who know and trust one another from long experience. These groups are united by a common interest, goals, religion, philosophy, whatever. They're a tight-knit group. So when somebody comes poking around, hey, can I join? Uh, Kind of uh, keep an eye out for stuff like that. Beware of the man who is too perfect. He says all the right things. He needs little persuasion, and he supplies the money. The wealthy are usually in bed with the enemy. So remember that if uh, Mr. Moneybags ever comes along, that uh, would like to drop a couple G's for uh, down for the white fight, and uh, hey, you might get your firearms too. Sounds like a great deal. Not okay. Another one. Beware of those who draw checks from the enemy. They are very likely to have divided loyalties. It is difficult for a man to destroy the beast from whose teats he sucks. Now, that one, I guess, would apply to me, seeing as how I receive uh, benefits for my PTSD. They cut it off, they cut it off. What am I going to do? So, you know, just keep fighting. Whatever happens, happens, if you know what I'm saying. Beware of someone whose intellect, education, and background appear different from those he attempts to associate with. Most people interrelate with others of the same interests and backgrounds. Check people out. Do a little investigation. To be sure, feds can create a good cover, but they seldom bother because up to now, resistant groups have almost never checked their associates' backgrounds. Makes sense there. Check the people out that are trying to come in. Can't argue that logic. And be doubly aware of the stranger who wants Rahoa. You join in, and then your newest best buddy will be the one testifying against you. And that was pretty much all I had for the agent provocateur. Uh, There are... uh, There's a line to call in on, and that number is 929-477-3574, or post any questions that you might have in the chat room. Um, I'll kind of keep this open for a little bit in case anybody's just trying to catch up a little bit and want to throw some ideas out there or just tell me I'm full of shit and move on. So, we'll see. All right, let me see. Check out these PMs real quick. Ah, got it covered. And, uh, yes, I am. All right. Have those two taken care of? Uh, Anybody have any type of uh, information, possibly personal experience, 
uh, know somebody that knew somebody that something happened to, anything you'd like to share, that would be great. One person's experience is a whole whole different thing from another person's. They hear it or see it. They get a different perspective. They can see things in a new way. That's what this is all about. I hope. And, okay, I guess nobody cares about the agents. I wasn't going to ask so far as into point fingers, anything like that, or any kind of wars. I'm just talking, talking about the topic in general, what to look out for, what to be wary of. Maybe there's other things that other people know that others don't. Please, feel free. Okay, okay, I have a, here we go. Okay, caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, hi, how are you tonight? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, that's good, I'm doing great. What's on your mind? I I just wanted to touch on the fact that, um, that right now, um, you know, since we're speaking of different perspectives and different angles and different mm-hmm. um, binoculars of ways to look at things, I want to know, <clears throat> well, I, I really just want to touch on Western society right now. I want to touch on the fact that a lot of people are lost and the fact that Western society is trying to program you to get you under the new world order, the under the new world order of things, the correct way, um, the PC, what they, the new word they use, a PC, politically correct way to do things. You know, a, a fundamental imbalance with yourself to make you um, distuned from nature. This Western society is out of touch with nature. This Western society is out of touch with humanity. It's inhumane. Um, this Western society has abused itself. It has proved that. We throw planes in the air and we, you know, and we cause chemtrails. We, we, you know, we destroying the ozone layer. We destroying the air that we breathe. We destroy the water that we drink. You know, we destroy the food that we digest. So Western society has really baffled, extremely baffled the black people of America. You know, and um, and I'm not, I'm not speaking of racism when I say that, sir. I'm just speaking of truth and general facts that blacks are the most who get it. You know. From Western society, they get oh, I, I, I completely agree with, with pretty much everything you've said. You are correct. Yeah. That is very logical. They are, mm. they are pitting people against people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they're also, they're also causing a, a radical effect in a black man's mind by constantly throwing him racism tactics and racism propaganda to address. They want the black man to constantly address racism and they don't want mm-hmm. him to address the, the psychological inferiority of the oppressor who's addressing and, and, you know, spewing out this rhetoric of racism. We have to address the oppressor right now in these terms, you know, because we really have been programming what they call this light cold lockdown operation mindfuck, you know, AKA, I didn't mean to be so blatant, but 
you know, I got to be blunt. I got to make it plain. They are mind-fucking us, controlling us, programming us, you know, and we have to move from that state. We can't conform. We have to be learn how to be non-conformist, non-conformist, you know? What you're saying is you just want to be you. Um, Not that I just want to be, not that I just want to be me, but um, is that um, that I want to have the power to 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 manifest my own destiny, as well as every living organic soul should should have. You know, we shouldn't mm-hmm. be considered artificial beings. We should be living organic souls. This is why when you go to court, you have to stand up, and you know it's a judge, somebody to judge you, which is nine times out of ten the Caucasian of the Caucasian race. And once he judge you. He's saying that he's God because only God makes judgments. That's why on the back of the money it says, in God we trust. And they're not talking about they trust in God. They're talking about they trust in themselves. The Caucasian race is speaking of themselves when they put their face on the money and say, in God we trust. Hmm. You know, the Federal Reserve Bank and the Ruckus Child Dynasty family, along with the Peso family, has been controlling the world and dominating the world for centuries. And these are um, white males from a white brethren of a political, economical structure that continuously use black people as sacrificial lambs in order to engage in capitalism and profit for their own humanity of their own race. And they're not allowing blacks to build up economical structures, foundations, you know, they're not giving us opportunities. They're not giving us resources. Stole all our resources. Everything that America have got, they have stolen it. America was built off blood. Yeah. You know? And that's why they got the movie The Purge out, because it's literally a purge on the African-American male right now. They'll tell you he's an African-American, or they'll tell you that you're African-American, and then you they won't tell you what tribe you come from. So African American actually denotes that you are you were once an African that's been enslaved in America, and now you become an African American, which you now you are an American citizen under American jurisdiction. Now you become once again, like I said, the artificial entity, the straw man, and now you have lost your living organic soul. Uh, yes. Uh. You made very valid points. Uh, we differ a lot on, uh, let's see, who's to blame? Right. Well, 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 who would you say is to blame? I'm not just saying that, you know, the blame is, 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 is this utopia that was built up for black people. But, you know, black people will have to look inside themselves for the solution. But the ultimate blame, I would say the ultimate blame um, would actually have to be um, the oppression of black people by the white man, and that's hmm. a general fact. That's a fact. And, and when I say white I, white man, I, I don't want to just be so um, because people look at that they be like, oh wow, you know that hurts some people when you say that. But white supremacy has destroyed every factor of our lives in general. You know, we we just 
we just don't see it in the totality of existence because we choose to live in this fundamental principles. And when things come collapsing down on us, we don't understand why, you know. But in all in all, <clears throat> white supremacy is trying to destroy the people with this new mind control propaganda, this this technique, this tactic to get you under delusion and disillusion and to make you, um, you know, to, to control you through lower vibration lower vibrational thoughts and frequencies that control you. No, you know? I, I, I wear my tinfoil hat every day. I've had not a problem in years. Well, you might not have a problem. You might not have a problem in years, sir, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't speak for all the African-American males that's continuously running into problems with white supremacy. That, that you're, you're a small portion in the cosmos. You know, you're, you're a grain of sand. Because what's going on in actuality is that black males and black women and black babies is getting killed, shot down in the streets. And we're not making that a factor because we don't care anymore. We became desensitized. You follow okay. me? Okay. Do you, do you have any idea what show you actually called into? Yes, I do. Oh. Okay. Is that, you, did, I mean, is it a... Is it a problem with me expressing my mind and how I feel? And am I not supposed to be able to do this? Oh no! Please, please feel free to talk. You know, a lot of, and I respect you because a lot of people would try to cut you off and mute you because they don't want to hear the truth. Well, everybody has a different version of the truth, but um, it's always nice I'm, to hear I'm, different perspectives. I'm willing. Thing. Yes, sir. I'm willing to. I'm willing to t speak with you on that. I'm not, you know, I'm willing to talk to you about this thing that we perceive of truth. We can we can make this interesting here on your radio show. You know, this can be something, a highlight for you because I want to know what, you know, your perception is. We all have different perceptions, and we all have a right to disagree, you know. So mm -hmm. what's your perception on it? Well, honestly, my perception is very skewed because I have PTSD, but besides that, um, the way that I see things, the way things are happening in Europe with Trump here, the retarded militia in Oregon, God, a anything could happen at any time by anybody. Now, with all these with, with all these, these people that you just mentioned, when you, when you talk about Donald Trump, that's the percentage, the 1% that's controlling the world, that want to rule and dominate over black people. Now, just because you don't agree with that doesn't mean that it's not going on. Is that correct? Just because oh, I, you don't agree with something, you know, doesn't mean that it's not a, a reality. So basically what I'm saying is you can disagree with the fact that it's racism going on in America, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't stop the actual facts that, Black males are getting shot down and struck down in the streets. You know, yeah, well, that's a fact. So are whites. Why are blacks so special all of a sudden? Well, we, we make the, we speak, the white up the smallest percentage globally of a race. We mm -hmm. may be six, seven, eight percent of the world population. Now, right. let me see. If we go with the retarded memes, we can go with, oh, we got uh, Africa for blacks, Asia for Asians, 
white countries for everybody. And right. I don't even think a lot of people necessarily, I'm sure there are a lot, but I, I think a lot would just be happy to say, hey, you know what? You do your thing way the fuck over there. We'll do our thing. And, you know, let's just be happy with that. Let's just separate, go our own ways. I'm, but I'm going to tell you why it's so special when a black male gets shot down in the streets. Because, obviously, you, you become desensitized to not realize that, you know, that that's a human being, a living, organic soul that's that's been taken away by, you know, another entity. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, um, um, yeah, I, I, the one thing I do have to say is, right up front, I am a racist. And I would see anybody that is not white as an enemy, automatically. You're not of my kind. So I have to be careful around those not of my kind. I feel more comfortable around my kind. So you feel, more com- you feel more comfortable around the rednecks and the KKK Ku Klux Klan members. You feel more comfortable around them. So you feel more comfortable around this white brethren until they turn on you and you got the noose on your neck and you being hung from a tree. But the only reason why you feel more comfortable around this white brethren <clears throat> is because they have made you feel like you, you are special. Just like you asked you, what's so special about a, a black male getting struck down, it's so special, special. because... came to this that, network. We created, we created this earth and created you in a laboratory. The white gene is recessive. The black gene is dominant. If that's oh, a, that's then, a scientific I'll, I'll fact. Continue. I, I'm, I'm writing this down. <clears throat> that's a scientific. Yeah, right, right. Put this in your notes, and I'll say that okay. again just for the that's listening. The black uh, gene the, is dominant. The white gene is recessive. You follow right. what I'm saying? So I'm more. Yeah. I would be more superior than you. You, white you are an enemy. Yes, same yes, as blue eyes, green eyes, blonde hair, red hair. That's all recessive. But I guess all recessive black shit unless it's brown or black. The black gene is dominant. That's a scientific fact. Dominant your, your, to do what? Dominant to do what? To run around destroy dominant, dominant to, to survive and you can't stand in time and rape. Burn up. The planet you are enemy to the planet and the sun. That's how you know you are not supposed to be here when you will get burnt up by the sun. Mother Nature doesn't respect you, so how can anybody else respect you as being a bitch? You know, black? you have to respect. You have to respect nature. You don't have to like it. You yeah, you got to respect nature. But the white man doesn't respect nature. That's why he destroys the ozone and he destroys the planet and you know destroys the food that he digests and the water that he drinks because he did, doesn't. Did you respect know that we also there's a uh, th- there was a new military complex that they found down in Iceland. It was very recently, and uh-huh. it turned out that they were, like, uh, receiving food on a conveyor belt up from this cave, yet they don't know what was down. They can't go that far. And yet there right. are boxes of food being brought up. I, I don't right. know for who or what. It could possibly be the Nazi aliens. Mm. Well, I mean, I don't know where you're really going with that, but when you speak of the caves, speaking of that, the Caucasian mm-hmm. came from the Caucasus Mountains. 
you know, and he he was he was walking on all fours eating flesh, and we civilized the white man, you know. My ancestors civilized your ancestors. You follow what I'm saying? And when yeah, we so taught you how to walk upright, go ahead. Okay, you guys gave us all this great stuff, enslaved us, and then somehow we got free and then enslaved you, but you're still being bitches. We want our reparations. Give me my fucking 40 acres and a mule. Is that what it's about? Just you? No, we don't. We <clears throat> we don't want reparations. We want we don't want reparations from the white man. We don't want to stand by the white man and be equal to the white man or equivalent to the white man. We're more supreme than a white man. You follow what I'm saying? We want like you just like you said. You speak of separation, but we can't separate until all of the the white the white you know the whole white race is destroyed because this mindset will continue to perpetuate that you have. And, you know, it's sad that kids will be listening to you talking about you're a racist and you're a white supremacist, man. You are a white supremacist. You follow yeah, what I'm dude, saying? I don't care, but you're the one that was just talking about killing and da-da-da-da-da. That's going to be really great. I can't wait for the Secret Service agent to show up on your door going, uh, hey, excuse me, what the fuck was this shit you was talking about here? And then explain to them how you created say, I didn't say I didn't say anything about killing anybody. If you would listen to what I said, well, now what I'm saying is black people, no matter what you say, you could say they, black uh, people. You didn't say anything about destroy whites, kill whites, do away with whites. I thought there was something in there that I, I got a pretty bad no, feeling. No, no. Feels. What, I'm, what I'm saying is we have to do away with this white supremacist mentality. Look at the mentality that you have. You said Each that one. you was a racist, that you only white. feel comfortable around white people. So that means no, we need you don't to stop around on people. TV, and we need to pump out Hitler marches 24-7, Donald Trump, KKK, everything, to inoculate our people, to get them strong enough so they are not being raped, murdered, killed, and leached off by you fucks. Your people are being raped, murdered, and leached off by your own people. You follow what I'm saying? The white man has always been a homosexual since time oh. ever existed. You follow really? what I'm saying? That's what he practices in. He's a oh, homosexual. So what's, uh, yes. what's that new uh, thing? The down low, I believe? Huh? Uh, what was it? The uh, the the down low? Who does that refer to? I don't know. You tell me. The demonic tone in your voice, the sinister tone in your voice, sound like you you already know, so you tell me. <laughs> we know who did it. And I apologize for that. I did have a little bit of fun. I think I bumped people off that I shouldn't have because I didn't look at the numbers well. Was Ben Carson trolling my ass? Damn, I'm not even pro-Trump either, really, all that much. Ben Carson, damn. Maybe it was the Jerky Boys. They still do that shit? We the problem. We the problem. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm trying to think how to... Maintain sentences without uh, delving into insane expletives. So, hmm. 
Okay, how about we slowly get into this, uh, how we will win and the uh, failures of the movement and how we can overcome them. Uh, before I get into this, uh, any questions, comments, anything like that? I love the punk thing. That was great. Thank you, whoever did it. Oh, wait. Okay. Uh... All right, you're on the air. What's up? Oh, not much, you boy. We were tanks. Tanks? What kind of tanks? Thank you for your service. What? Angel Slate. I I, I doubt that. What up, man? Join the show? Yeah, this is David. I am having all kinds of fun here. Hey, let me see. I'll just fucking start on meeting everybody. Hello, you're on the air. <laughs> you're on the air. Sorry about that. Is this Rebel? Yep, Rebel here. Uh, you sound like Blackbird. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You sound like Blackbird. Oh, must be the southern thing, I think. Yeah, so I'm not sure. <laughs> now you don't have ID. Pretty good. I uh, don't know if you caught any of the show or not, or if you'll catch it on the uh, download. Load. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Want to make sure everybody heard that. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything off the top of your head about Agent Provocateurs? I mean, doesn't have to get into name calling, finger pointing, shit like that. Just maybe personal experience. Uh, I don't know. Uh, when I talk on other shows. My co-host brought up there's two different types. You know, there could be the kind that tries to provoke, you know, uh, senseless, you know, uh, talk about violence, you know. But then there's also those that could go the other way. And promote, okay. Uh, you know, uh, could you uh, get closer to the phone? The speaker is making you sound very hollow. Uh, it may be the room that I'm in, I guess, if it has an echo. <laughs> yes, it has quite an echo. All right. Oh, well, uh, I don't know. If there's nothing you can do about it, if you can just uh, wrap something up really quick as, you know, analysis, perspective, something like that. Uh, Well, I don't know if they're trying to provoke things. They're not doing a very good job because there's really not that much action currently or in the past, really. I mean, it's always a sporadic, you know, guy every few years or something, it seems like. So. Uh, well, I don't know. There's just 
maybe it's uh, me retarding uh, out again to a possible another Y2K thing that never happens. But uh, there's the, uh, the, the there's just way too much. I mean, politically, economically, Christ, anything could happen at any point that could set multiple things off. That you know, whether that be the the tards and the uh, the militia out there doing their shit, you know, or maybe some other uh, some Black Lives Matter <laughs> bullshit might pop up, which will you know have more riots and stuff. I don't know why the mm-hmm. fuck they riot if they're so goddamn superior. They should be the ones going. What the fuck are those white boys doing? You know, but. Yeah. <laughs> So, anything about agents? Uh, well, I've noticed a lot of them, they like to feed in false information if they do come in contact with somebody. You know, if they want to pretend like they want to get them to do some, uh, you know, work for them, you know, by just, you know, being yeah, their but, eyes and ears, you know, their eyes and ears at a crime. A collaboration, right. But, uh, you know, they'll, they'll feed in false information and hope that a person spreads it amongst their contacts, you know, so, uh, you know, they work the same type of angles, you know, that everybody does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I gotta go. I mean, I guess it sounds like shit here anyway. So I'll, I'll catch you later at a better time. All right, man. Uh, hey, uh, be sure and uh, drop messages if you want to. All right. Later. All right. Hey, take care, man. You too. Yep. Okay, done. And let me go back to the chat room real quick. Get off the shitter. Yeah, I think he's done. So, uh, no audience participation, just go flying into the next thing? I'm just curious. Or is it like, you already understand it, so fuck it. <laughs> Alright, fuck it. Okay, how we will win. <laughs> How we we can win by overcoming the failures of the past. Uh, The first thing any realistic person must realize is this nation will collapse. It is so close. We will see catastrophic upheavals that we haven't seen since the Civil War. We're going to have to prepare in advance for this eventuality. We're going to suffer the consequences of getting caught with our pants down. Tons of reasons for this, with the economy going down, you know, jobs going offshores, cheap Chinese junk, uh, bad wages, anti-weight policies and and hiring and advancement, blah, blah, blah. In plain English, the Western governments actively hate their own base population streams. They hate us. We're, we're, we're nothing to them. 
just enemies, gnats to be swatted. But uh, an all-white nation isn't profitable to special interests. That's where the government's power play lies, the old game of divide and conquer, playing one group against each other. History has shown us that when multiple races, cultures, religion, ethnic groups are living together in the same physical territory, conflict of one sort or another eventually comes up. And with the economy just rotting itself from the bottom up, we can expect this tottering economy to similarly collapse from the ground up with a strong potential for the entire pyramid of the national structure collapsing downward into the cesspool of the third world nation. (sighs) The multiculture is great for rotten governments and politicians because endless immigration waters down the labor pool making the cost of businesses cheaper and thereby pleasing the business constituents. Immigrants and non-white constituent, a permanent underclass that heavily burdens the state with crime, poverty, and disease, and thus they make permanent clients of the welfare state. The swarming colored underclass will obviously fail to assimilate in any appreciable form, thus allowing the government to conveniently take away more freedom from everyone under the pretense of maintaining domestic tranquility when the various ethnic factions begin predictably warring on one another. Multicult allows JOG to push forth any kind of atrocious, freedom-destroying legislation at once without serious opposition, because there is no solid majority at any point in time that cares enough to set aside past grievances with other groups to oppose such governmental corruption. This is some depressing shit. I'm sorry, folks. It really is. But, you know, this is this is stuff that we really should know what works and what doesn't. We already know what they do to us and, you know, how they do it to us. But there are solutions and there are also failures that keep being retread like an old worn-out tire. Uh, the movement has failed. It doesn't work, okay? Once we understand that, get that idea, okay, it's dead, okay. Start thinking 2.0, 3.0, you know, whatever. Start thinking better than the older shit. The last four or five decades or more, the efforts of organizing, rallying, and writing for itsy-bitsy pro-white or other pro-nationalist political parties has gone completely nowhere, nor has upholding the truth or pointing a finger at the enemy generated any kind of tangible outrage in sufficient numbers of white people to turn this rotten regime around. Why not? Simple. There are three main things in this world that people acknowledge and respect. The first is a show of raw power, an open display of unbridled force. Think the military and its related pomp, ceremony, and parades, but also consider the more direct actions of an entity like the Mafia. The second is something that puts bread on a table and at the end of the day, hence, a job, 
The third thing is the happy, feel-good pap that makes the stupid lemmings smile to hear, such as the Sunday morning God fix. Currently, the movement offers absolutely none of these things. We offer none of that for anybody coming in. It's not profitable. That's, you know, that's, you know one of the things. You get the people who want to make money. Oh, there's nobody in that. Fuck it. I'm gone. Then everybody says, well, they're Jews. Well, you know how that goes on back and forth, back and forth. But it just just boggles my mind. Anywho, the multi-cult allows Jog to push forth any kind of atrocious freedom-destroying. I think I just read that, and I oppose, I am so sorry about that. Uh, solutions. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Okay. Uh, yeah, the efforts, I'm sorry. The efforts of organizing, rallying, and writing for the pro-white or white nationalist political parties has gone completely nowhere. Whereas upholding the truth or pointing a finger at the enemy ever generated any kind of tangible outrage in sufficient numbers of white people to turn anything around. And I went through the list, uh, the stuff that they don't have, because we don't offer it. Uh Any lemming will simply look at you and ask himself, why would he want to entertain the tangible social risks associated with joining the latest white nationalist petty social club? There's too many downsides currently and no upside except being on the inside track for the Conspiracy of the Month Club. Don't worry, if you can prove yourself competent and successful, that's half the battle there. The other half will come quite naturally when the working class come to you looking for solutions once they've realized they've been sold up the river. And nobody in this rotten pig system will save them. Further, the little lemmings picking up movement leaflets, however truthful, are yawning and scratching their asses on Sunday morning after spending a night out on town, drinking with the buddies, or staying up late watching a game show, drama, sitcom, or a ball game. They care nothing about the problems of the Jew, the double standards of the media, or the hidden facts of the black-on-white crime that they do the current advertisements for the jeans and cologne. They both exist for the same few milliseconds in their minds before they just wander back to their typical fare, grabbing with the girlfriends, watching those all-important ball games, and consuming fast-food garbage. This is the life of a lemming. And lemmings never have and never will rise up and throw off their shackles or purposely make the world a better place through either radical action or traditional politics. That is instead reserved for a small minority of people with real vision, a solid view of history, taking into account the reality of race and a genuine political instincts. Besides, there's no easy one-button solution simplistic enough for the lemmings to comprehend. Forget them. The intelligent ones with any tangible degree of potential and perception will come to you once they've been kicked around enough. The rest will fall by the wayside or wither on the vine, as nature intends, for the dull and unimaginative. (sighs) Well... 
uh, isolation. Da, 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 da. Well, see, we do this work. Okay, that was all bullshit. Okay. Here's 14 points where we might regain control of our collective destinies. Make yourself personally successful. As bad as things will get in the future, try to get yourself into a position now or in the immediate future where you have enough money and resources that you can help yourself and your family get through an extended period of rough times. Having more capital on hand means better able to position yourself when the worst comes to pass. Invest your money in some worthwhile project. Become your own boss and start your own business. Do anything at all. So in the worst case, you at least have some way of putting ends together in the event shit hits the fan. Okay, number two. Focus on the family. Forget the TV, the bar hopping, the pool tournaments. But instead, make your family your hobby and work with them to forge a cohesive unit that can survive what is coming. Husbands and wives ought to make their respective spouses into their best friend and work with them to strengthen him or her so he or she can carry on burdens ahead. Burdens ahead, I'm sorry. We aren't going to get from point A to point B by hanging around a bunch of angry drunkards in a local watering hole or getting loaded up on cheap beer at one guy's garage. We go home to the family each night. So a decent and effective effort should be made to see that they are your first priority as much as possible. This will pay off in the long run. And that behavior right there is also what makes us Aryans. Uh, okay, any uh, questions, anything like that at all before I continue? All right. Okay, for those that have kids, homeschool. Whether it's forced busing, mandatory diversity inculcation, Holocaust indoctrination, homosexual recruitment efforts disguised as sexual education, or scheming educrats scrambling for as much public monies as possible to fund one more stupid and unlikely social experiment after another. Uh, you can rest well assured that the politicians in charge of the education and maintenance of your children's most influential years are not going to have the best interest of you or your children at heart as they embark on yet another scheme or scam. Getting your children out of public schools gets them away from the socialized education where they're subject to the whims of unassailable government bureaucrats, and it cuts off their funding from federal government. Homeschooling puts control of both your values and your progeny firmly back in your hands and additionally keeps your kids away from the degeneracy, disease, drugs, riffraff, and chaos that is oozing rapidly into each and every neighborhood. It creates young adults that are independent-minded as opposed to slavishly acquiescing towards petty authority, intelligently educated as opposed to massively indoctrinated, incapable of intelligently solving the problems that life presents versus locking up mentally or running for an authority to make it all better. 
Homeschooled children become better citizens when you short-circuit the brainwashing of the pig system. Teach also your children that we are at war with segments of our own people who actively hate everything we work and stand for, who hate us for being what we are, and ultimately, they hate us for being white. Tell your children that we will find no salvation through multicult or miscegenation or the gibberish of mainstream organized religion, for those roads lead to sheep-like self-destruction. When your offspring ultimately come to realize that the way forward in life will come from believing in themselves and aligning with like-minded members of their tribe, working hard and working in a happier, whiter society, you will be able to stand back and relish the success of not only completing one of the hardest tasks a modern white family can undertake, but also underdoing it the smart way. Yeah, give your kids to the estate, see what you get, drugged out freaks shooting people. Okay, one for us. Get yourself in shape. And by shape, I mean something other than round. <laughs> uh Get yourself fighting fit, or as you know, as close as you can be. Uh, maybe try and focus on some mixed martial arts at the same time, uh, punches and kicks, but also grappling and ground fighting. Put yourself in a position where you and your family can reasonably defend yourselves against lightly armed attackers, even if you yourself are at a disadvantage. Get a proper diet. By doing so. Put your health into a position where your dependence on medication and prescriptions are minimized. The creators have the Salubrious Living Program, and we pretty much all know, know all about that. And I'm not here to say yay or nay. But uh, you take a good diet, couple that with cardiovascular exercise, mixed martial arts, wrestling, add a little weight lifting. And you have yourself a good, solid, balanced fitness lifestyle. Of course, lots of people will argue with me. Supplements, this, that, this type of exercise is more superior to that. You know, everybody has their own thing, but I think what it boils down to is whatever works for you, do it. Get in shape. It's not only good for when the shit hits the fan, but it's good if it doesn't, and that way you don't drop dead of a heart attack when you're 71 out trying to dig out your driveway. Just a little preventive maintenance, you know, that we can take in our lives right now that'll pay off in the long run. And then improve your mind. At any available spare moment, you should push yourself to excel and improve your skill set. Audio books, relaxing music, Good podcasts, read a book, do something that makes your mind think. Think of problems, think of ways to solve those problems. Look at something that you have with 100% certainty and try and look at it another way. Not so you're trying to so much discredit that, but just try and see if there's, there's an opposing viewpoint of that object. Because everything in life is perception. 
I guess. Oh, that and food, shelter, clothing, you know, all the other fun stuff. Okay. Next up, shut off the Jew media. Shut it off. Ditch it. Get rid of the newspapers. Any magazines you get mail? Why? There's nothing you can't learn by getting on the internet. The media will only tell you what they want you to know, and a little of it they will tell you, you can rest assured, it will be loaded with bullshit to the point and level where you would reach a logical opposite conclusion. So, shut it off, don't listen to it. Even if you choose not to, and you do choose to listen to it, study it. Read between the lines. Think of what they're saying and what's actually happening. Okay. Let me see. Okay. The media exists entirely to disinform, to mislead, and to steer you toward their foregone conclusions and their predisposed reactions. When you cut them off from your life, you permanently prevent them from deceiving you, and you can finally clear your mind and make rational decisions more easily. Sounds good in theory, but we all know there's still going to be the roots of that crap in our brain that we'll all have to deal with, but... Take a lot of that poison and get rid of it. Why swallow it if we don't have to? (sighs) Try a simple uh, change of regime where you do without any television watching at all for a set period of time, say two weeks. Then observe the improvement of your mind and sharpening of the mental uh, faculties. Television has been proven to have hypnotic, warping, and addictive effects on the human brain. Therefore, destroying its influence is the first step you must take if you're to truly free your mind. Lights, the electronics, it's all nice, but it's also screwing us up, too. Okay, prepare for the worst. I think a lot of us has already been doing that. If you haven't, you might want to get started. Some people say it's too late. Perhaps it is, but get what you can while you can, because you never know. With Germany, Holland, Finland, Hungary, Austria, anything, anytime. Who knows? But prepare for the worst. Prepare to survive under extremely adverse conditions. Learn skills that will allow you to survive should some portions of the nation's economy or infrastructure collapse. Provide yourself and your clan with the know-how, tools, and training. They need to be as self-sufficient as possible. And the big areas of focus are on developing your own independent sources of food, water, and electricity. Look into alternative home-building materials and home structures which would be more energy efficient, easier to build, and more affordable. Okay. Here comes the hate mail. The notion of a pioneer little Europe community sounds like a nice idea, but it must be in an environment where it will not be attacked during the formative phases. This means it must be located in a relatively pristine rural environment in 
some part of the nation or world where it will be solidly all white once this crap heap regime finally implodes upon itself and must be relatively free of anti-white influences during the early stages. Any heavily integrated and or urban area will become very hot in short order. Uh, we can talk about uh, Thomas Shittam's Civil War II book. Good read. Always something nice to go back look, see how much of it's truthful. See how much you might have missed by a little bit. Are the boundaries still the same that he had in the, in the book for the map of the inevitable breakup? Or has that changed because of the, or the influx of uh, aliens, Somalians, whatever? Like I said, it's nice to check that against what's happening today. The timeline will let you know alone what and when. In Civil War II, your survivability factor will be determined much as the cost of real estate. Location, location, location. The most probable outcome of Civil War II is the partition of a current America and the several new ethnically-based nations. When the war breaks out and the country breaks down, you want to be already living safe and sound in the new nation carved out by your tribe. So move there as soon as your circumstances allow. That kind of counterdicts the other thing, you know, but, hey, everybody's free to do what they want to do. You want to go join a group? Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. If you don't, don't. I'm not telling you one way or another. I'm just throwing ideas, information out there, waiting for the badminton to be served back. But, uh... Don't drop everything and head for Idaho today. There's no need for such a rash action. Still have some time in which to arrange your affairs to your advantage. Not much. Some. But then again, who knows. And if you play your cards right, you will minimize the impact of the war on yourself and your family. It's aces and eights for America, but it doesn't have to be that way for you. And another good one, save money. This also goes into the uh, survival. Save money, put it back into more supplies. Food pantry. Uh, Whether you make a load of cash or just get enough to get by, devise a budget and stick to it. Find ways to trim the fat for your finances and opt for a more frugal lifestyle. Frugal doesn't mean poverty-riven. I'll say that owning a sizable tract of arable land in a semi-isolated area coupled with a smaller house and a more fuel-efficient vehicle is the best long-range investment of wealth as opposed to the overpriced McMansions in the posh neighborhoods with the gargantuan SUVs. The pricier but nice lifestyle has a funny habit of becoming a boat anchor dragging you down when things turn sour. Or, like in Fight Club, the things you own end up owning you. And uh, the biggest thing you can do right now is to elevate yourself financially, is to pay down what debts you have now as rapidly as possible and avoid gathering new ones. Debt and usury are the shackles that keep you from walking freely with your head up. Double or triple the payments if necessary, but get out of debt ASAP. Sounds nice. Sounds like good advice, whatnot. 
do what you can do. This is the anything that I say is not a Ten Commandment. It is not written in fucking stone. It is a idea. It is out there. You may choose to investigate it, throw it away, do whatever. So I'm trying to cover all the areas. And I hope I'm doing that. Uh, let me see. Look around your living environment and ask yourself if you really, truly need all the things you have. I mean, we accumulate a lot of junk in our travels throughout life that really don't give us the long-range return on on investment that we thought that we thought they would have when we originally bought them. If you can't justify keeping it, downsize it and rid yourself of the knickknacks. You'll be just as happy living without them. Living a simpler lifestyle will find yourself more agile when it comes time to react and move with the changing tides of the forthcoming political decay. That's when shit hits a fan and you got to jump or you got to bug out. The more shit you have, gee, I don't know. And with all the stuff that you do have, is everything in your food is 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 it all is it all labeled? Do you have expiration dates? Do you rotate the stock? Um, same way with meats, you know, you take care of your food. Uh, are you are you uh, vacuum sealing frozen meat to keep them for longer? Always a good idea. There's lots of things that be that could be done to save money, and in some cases, yeah, you have to do spend money in order to make money. But that's, that unfortunately, that's just life, and there's nothing you can do about it. <sighs> okay, number nine. Don't waste time passing out flyers and literature. Again. If any political traction could have achieved in the last couple of decades by pulling out enough paper to have a ticker tape parade seven times over, we would have seen results by now. Advertising and pointing out the problem and the problem makers isn't a bad idea in and of itself, but don't hyper-focus on it. The better approach is probably a one-on-one discussion with trusted friends and associates with plenty of information books, and sources to back up your viewpoint. Start small and build up your credibility slowly by talking about the problems today. Then work toward offering some solutions and finally suggest a worldview. In short, focus on being an ambassador of white nationalism and develop good speaking and talking skills towards these ends. You won't get mass numbers this way, but you definitely will get a better quality and less hangers-on. And yes, I also know that I not taught well tonight, so I just kind of tarred with my speech, and I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to laugh as much as I've been screwing up tonight, you know, that uh, I have to be an ambassador of white nationalism and develop good speaking and talking skills. I barely have coherent thinking skills. Anyway, avoid drawing attention to yourself. Keep a low profile. Avoid any kind of illicit activities, large or small. There will come a time when the law means nothing, and obedience to the law will no longer guarantee 
either protection from the government or freedom. The day will come when laws will only be applied to those who try to obey the laws, and the genuinely innocent will suffer just as much, if not more so than the guilty. When that time arrives for each and every one of us, it will serve as a, as a start and make the enemies of the white working class feel pain. The time is so close, though. So, until it rolls around, make yourself as useful and keep yourself out of the clink. Don't throw your life away on some minor revenge, petty hatred, drunken stupidity, or foolish jealousy. Thicken your skin to stone. Stay off a radar of the pig system as much as humanly possible. Because... If you're just a nail and you're sticking out, hammer's always got to beat that one nail sticking out. You don't want to be sticking out with all the other nails. Uh, let me see. Okay. This one. Uh, avoid white national political parties. These entities aren't even real political parties so much as they are dues-paying social clubs, but they are always too full of rats, moles, nuts for their own good. They repeatedly blow up or self-destruct in the end because of some pity political squabbles. Someone runs off with that all-important membership list and gives it to the feds because they got pissed off at so-and-so for some stupid reason. More squabbling and petty posturing occurs here and there, than real action. And there is no action that needs a large group to do what a small set of dedicated people can do on their own. Further, the enemy can easily see you coming if you're attached to a large membership party. If you need inspiration, insight, wisdom, there's plenty of books online. So, use the net. Learn. In short, there will be no mail-order revolution. The requisite nationalist parties will arise after or during the conflicts that are on the horizon, and now they will just sit and watch you fight and die, and then the second everything looks clear and the intellectual elites say, okay, those that weren't eugenically good enough for us, eh, they're dead. Good thing I cleaned it up for us, because we couldn't have done it on our own. So, never trust. Verify. It's always a good way to live. Avoid consolidation plans. These are usually nothing more than hollow gimmicks put out by a few self-serving hucksters in this business. Furthermore, consolidation... If any kind, makes that group an easier target, a la Waco, Texas. Big paramilitary bunkers with plenty of bodies are an easy target. The small cells or lone wolves are nearly impossible to stop because they're near, nearly impossible to track if they don't screw things up before acting. This isn't to be confused with needing to move in general or for any number of reasons you may wish or desire to uproot and move. 
you may want to be in that area where the revolution happens. So that way you're already there, you get things set up, and that's where you plan to live afterwards. But also with a lot of these things, uh, people calling PLEs, PLEs, we need this, we need that, people get together. But okay, uh, you pick out a town, you go to it, you raise hell, holy hell, we're Nazis, we're taking this place over. You think the Jew media isn't going to, even though it was farcical, that they wouldn't jump on that? And to do it again and again and again. Uh, mm-hmm. Study and emulate successful revolutionaries. If you want to be successful, the tired old games of politics must be viewed as the failure it is. The system is too calcified for any real meaningful change and far too old and corrupt to enable return to justice, even if it wanted to. However, throughout history, certain enterprising individuals have managed to climb to the top of the rat heap and plant their flag and their ideals, pushing all other contenders aside. Uh, oh, I believe I have a call. Uh, 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 do I have a caller there? Yes, it's Damon back. Oh, okay. How you doing, Damon? Uh, does it sound better? Yeah, much <laughs> better. Yeah, I haven't been uh, able to hear what you've been talking about thus far, but what I was trying to say before is, you know, with the agent provocateurs, I think what is kind of, I don't know if you'd say more dangerous, but uh, as much damaging or more damaging now is that uh, there's probably agents that, you know, try to push things in a more passive way or prolonging way. Like, uh, you know, some people say, you know, we need to try to fight for more time or whatever. It's like, actually, I think the system is the one that's been trying to drag things on for more time, you know, and that would be the reason for, like, Trump as a, you know, there's all these, these pressure valve releases, you know, slowly, so they don't want things to ignite into a Rahoa, you know, all at once. They want to uh, ease off the steam every once in a while by throwing a, a token candidate like Trump or, you know, and they've done the ones in the past. I guess Ron Paul was one of those before. To make yeah, it, where they, the, where they yeah, would just set the, up a puppet. They would set up a puppet, and uh, what they would do is just make it dance for the for the uh, for the people that they want to impress. Whether it's left, right, middle, I think they would have their puppets for all of those covered. So it's not going to be like you're going to get some uh, outsider that comes in and sweeps in and takes a nah. Yeah, it's an illusion that there's a peaceful route, and you know, from more of the left, which I don't know all of Bernie Sanders' policies exactly. Besides, like if those actually followed through, everything would crumble. You know, <laughs> if you gave all the wealth. 
if you transferred all of the wealth from the you know top ten percent to the rest, I mean, uh, the rich guys aren't going to go for it, and they would start you know wars and all kinds of chaotic shit, you know, to try to maintain their power. But yeah, that's the token candidate they give to like the left, which you know wants uh, you know more equality or something like that forced upon. So yeah, they play them just the same, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they would have all their bases covered with everything in regards to if Trump in my opinion, if he was a real threat, he, he, he wouldn't be making it this far. Or if he does, he's going to get shot down with some type of, oh, my God, blackmail, or he said nigger sometime. That's it, game over, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, another thing you know, agents would have fun with is, you know, all these distractions of uh, keeping people concerned with history, probably. I mean, that's probably something they've done for a long time. Because, I mean, you're constantly looking in the past. You're not doing anything about the present or the future, you know? So, uh, and then another thing to, you know, it's ridiculous to preoccupy people's time with is, you know, maybe, like, you know, setting up a PLE out in DFE, you know, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, and they just would sit back and laugh, you know, like, if an individual tried to survive in some, you know, uh, frozen temperature area, you know, something like that. Yeah, oh, exactly. I mean, anymore they can just they can they'll just starve them out. Plain and simple. Yeah. Time is on their side. Because all the cops and soldiers, they all get rotated and shit like that. So they're always fresh where the guys, you know, doing their shit, you know, are constantly on edge 24-7 when they're not doing other stuff. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, the same people that suggest, like, you know, going out in the middle of nowhere, you know, it's kind of like they want to provoke a system standoff and it's no there's no way you're going to you know compare weapons with uh <laughs> well you don't really need to uh go toe to toe with the exact same weapons that they have i mean uh north vietnam uh you know gook in the wire they didn't have all kind of uh, superior military stuff but they still whooped us well, I mean, you know, Ghost Wolf Radio shows, he's always said, you know, you don't want to, uh, you know, compare weapons with the system, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. the objective is to avoid that situation, and then you're winning by avoiding that. <laughs> right. Well, I, I, I mean, uh, I don't know. I This might have been a movie where a guy is, is you know, uh, walking through the woods, he has a gun while somebody else is up in a tree. The guy in the tree falls down, takes the guy out, takes his gun. He just acquired a gun. And you can keep doing that. Uh, Acquiring guns up the... Yeah. I don't know. They would eventually enclose in on you. Plus, you know, surveillance by the air is, you know, the... 
<laughs> Something so that, that you can't that, Yeah, but, surveillance from the air is horrible when it's in a forested area. And if you were, uh, there's there's lots of uh, tracking and evasion, stu- uh, evasion material out there. But, no, uh, you just have to watch out for uh, the FLIR forward inf- forward looking infrared radar that detects heat. Yeah, I was then reading also from dogs. Yeah, Pardon? I was reading from a book about that and like they had complications with that when it first came out. You know, when that book I was reading from Phantom Soldier was written, mm-hmm. it was when they were just kind of testing a lot of that equipment. I'm sure it's perfected now. I mean, so. But I mean, the, the thing with uh, the people don't realize about dogs is dogs hunt uh, different ways. Uh, they, uh, some hunt by sight, some hunt by smell. So it it depends. You know, if they got a good trail, they might use the 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 dogs that 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 see. But if they got your scent, you know, then they'll use that. But they've also mm-hmm. made so many myths about running through water. Yeah. To 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 get away. No. What water does, when water is on you, and then after you come through that stream and you start running, you're going to leave water droplets that are on your pants on all the foliage that you're walking through. The water amplifies that smell. So you're helping that dog out by walking through. And I've personally always wondered if that was put out that way so people go, oh, walk through water and I'm safe, and you get busted. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah definitely try hardball, uh, go, go hardball roads, uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, if you remember in the Ghost Wolf podcast, he talks about you know spraying mace on you know your scent and stuff. So when the dogs come across, like it ruins their nose for the day, I guess. Oh right, uh, there's there's so much stuff out there. You can uh, the 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 hunter's spray that they have out there that neutralizes uh, odor and stuff like that. So it, you kind of, I guess, become scent invisible. But, and what yeah, the, I mean, it's probably better to stay in the urban areas, you know, and blend in a you know a sea of people than to be out in the wilderness. Probably the Oh, no, 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 I totally agree. I've always thought that one of the biggest, I don't know, uh, mistake or whatever you want to call it, or, 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 or my critique, I should say, is that a lot of them, when they do something, they go directly into the woods, and then they're in the woods forever, and, you know, they've, uh, you know they can still wait them out. They can catch them, you know, way on down the line. It doesn't matter. But I, w- I always thought personally that it would be better to get in the woods, hide, and then from there make tracks to an urban area. You're just using that as temporary cover and concealment. So that way you can get to the city, change of clothes, change of appearance, you know. Fucking homeless dude, nobody cares. They'll walk right past you. Yeah, you could because, leave clues like in a cabin in the wilderness so they think that you're trying to survive out there. They can waste their time looking for you there while you're living it up in the city. 
Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you had a prepositioned uh, uh, place such as that, and you wanted to, yeah, uh, work it up so that way it appears that way. That's yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. So that way, when it is discovered, you know, or or hell, say, okay, total fantasy here. Somebody's insane <laughs> and they have cancer and they have uh, they have a couple months to live. They want to do something. So they went way out in the woods somewhere and, and, you know, they did what you said. Preposition stuff, make it look like, you know, stomp out footpaths and shit like that. So when it's eventually found, aha! But the trail's cold and then they'll still be like, well, shit, you know. And then you're in the city. Just watch out for, uh, just watch out for the CCTV cameras, for the facial recognition. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, unless they broadcast your mug on TV, then just uh, stay out of public view, or uh, newspapers, hide out. Uh, <laughs> you go underground. You stay. You stay somewhere safe for a week. You 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 let the heat cool down or something. You know. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah, my opinion. I, I, I'm, I'm no expert on this, but. Yeah, I mean, just the basics are is you don't use anything that's trackable, like any credit cards or debit or, <laughs> you know. You just... Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, that would be all cash. Even uh, preposition cash if you uh, wanted to have uh, safe houses, something like that. I mean, making a new identity, I don't think that's going to work. So, uh you know, you could maybe get some kind of fake bullshit. Or hell, if you're in the city, go to some spick. They make social security cards and fucking uh, driver's licenses for all them. Why not for us? Yeah. <laughs> so you just buy that shit. Then you got a second one right there. Then you just start working at labor eddies, you know, doing pathetic fucking work. Build up a work history <laughs> like that. Junky little apartment. I mean, this is very general, and we're talking very fast, and there's a lot more planning and stuff that would definitely have to go into that. But, you know, as, as a rough overview, yeah, I, I would say that's plausible. I, I also know that there's probably tons of holes you can walk elephants through, but that's why you got to look at that plan and say, okay, how is this going to fail? Why is he going to fail? What are they going to do? What are their tactics? What are they going to try to do, and then what am I going to do? Am I going to react or go on the offensive? Yeah, I guess uh, that kind of probably got off away from just talking about agents and stuff like that. Um, oh, no, no, I, no, that's that's just fine. I can always go back to this. I think I probably put everybody to sleep with it anyway. Even though I was reading <laughs> it, I was, I was trying to keep it a little bit lively so I didn't sound like Stephen Hawking reading it off. Yeah, well, I've heard about agents when you know when they contact somebody and they want to like at least pretend like they want to hire them to uh, be their eyes and ears, like going to you know activist concerts or rallies or into groups mm-hmm. or whatever. Is uh, you know they uh, feed false information to the person that they're. Uh, requesting to hire, you know, 
and they're seeing if he goes to these other people and tells them that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Then for one, they'll know if you're honestly going to work for them or if you're just kind of, you know, uh, being a double agent, you know, on them, right. I guess, would be one well, reason. And then also they win. They also win doing. because you're you're spreading their misinformation also. So it's a win-win either way, you know? Mm. <laughs> well, uh, w- with stuff like that, as far as, like, uh, meeting new recruits and stuff like that, as far as an interview, uh, in my fucked up mind, this is what would happen. Uh, it would be a meeting somewhere where the, where the entrant would, would come through the door. He would immediately strip off all of his clothes. He will be checked, he will be given a robe, and then sit down, and then you can begin asking questions via uh, sodium pentothal or lie detector test or, you know, whatever. Find out what this dude's like. And if they don't want to even take off their clothes, nah. If it, they're not going to pull that modesty bullshit. Yeah, um, well, I mean, that's if you're you're unknowing as an agent, but I mean, if they know that you know and all that kind of stuff, then mm-hmm. they don't really record things. They have to commit it to memory. You know, that's why they get paid the six-digit figures, you know, salaries. So mm. they have to memorize all this stuff and then make notes later or whatever. But, uh, but you know, that's another thing. Yeah, I say stay solo, you know, but, uh, you know, a lot of people, the problem with some of that is the person that's probably suspect removes suspicion by demanding that others prove themselves, you know, and then, you know, they could entrap others, you know, when uh, <laughs> everybody thinks they're the, the safe guy, but they're actually the the agent, you know, is how that would well, work out. And that was, that was my problem when... Uh, I won't include it in the book that I'm working on, but I had a you know strong suspicion and disagreement. Maybe it was just a an error, you know, of not thinking forward like he always claims to be, you know. But with the Ghost Wolf series, he had where the character Eric, how he would build his cell is, you know, through deeds, you know. Uh, people that came in had to prove themselves by shedding blood. But how yeah. would those, how would each of those people that are coming into his cell know that he's not the agent setting them up? <laughs> well, okay. Well, I think a very uh, simple, possibly redundant, maybe this could even be figured out something else. Okay. If that entrant takes that test, passes it, Hey, great. Now, since since he's kind of considered in, and if this is a legit group, let's put it that way, then they should uh, do the same thing to put the new guy at ease. Yeah, that's because it, that's it kind of boils down. It boils down to you show me yours, I'll show you mine. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but see, there is no foolproof way of doing that. Is what I'm. Stating because how oh, he no. said it is, he said that Eric sheds blood first, and then he takes 
the new recruit probate into the next room than to witness him shedding blood so they would have, you know, dirt on each other. But the thing is, is the first guy, if the, say Eric's an agent, he brings the guy in there. Eric does that one, but it was just an actor, you know. Mm-hmm. It, and then he takes the other guy over there, and he, you know, just by him agreeing to do it would be uh, then charged, you know, with that crime. Yeah, so. because there's supposed to be a line that they uh, they that they can't or won't cross. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing uh, murder would be one of them. I mean. I could see him taking drugs and shit like that. They probably do that all the time, you know, uh, undercover and stuff, so. Yeah, with the biker gangs and stuff, they even show that on their television, how they do or that. Or even, <laughs> even undercover with the mafia, you know, or fucking any other gang out there in the world. Yeah. But no, nothing is foolproof and nothing is perfect, but... Uh, I'm sure we can come up with better ideas. I mean, I think that that's 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 the one thing that I love uh, uh, the concept of ideas. I get it out there. It's it's this unformed piece of clay, and you know, mold a little bit, you know, and then somebody says, "Hey, what, what about this?" And then you know, by the time it's done, it is something beautiful that everybody contributed to, and it works. Yeah, I mean, tell somebody does think of a better way to build a cell because I was wanting to include that in the book, you know, just like the podcast, but I can't, you know, morally put that in there because I see how that could be an entrapment and I want to make this, you know, really good advice that's almost goof-proof, yes. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they'll still, they'll, it, it'll still be a book that'll be, uh, it, it's not going to make the New York uh, top ten list. Let's put it that way. But, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And if it's good, it will go like hotcakes out there, man. Oh, well, it's not for sale. It's just, you know, uh, to have good... Uh, I don't know if somebody wants to take it as advice, I guess. Or clearly or thought idea. A, yeah, or or just an interesting story that you would read and then say, well, if I put myself in that position, what would I have done differently? You know, so it's, hmm. yeah, just reading a book. Yeah, and, you know, because, you know, as I've been thinking about ideas for it, uh, I've noticed errors, and I mentioned some of them on my, you know, hate speech radio, that uh, some of the errors that are flawed in the suggestions that, you know, the Ghost Wolf series gives about stuff, he's not taking in, you know, as much surveillance that's out there and stuff. It's kind of like he's, you know, not wanting people to really worry about the consequences and just go forth, you know, to an extent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I understand exactly what you're talking about. Which I guess if you're too cautious, like, you just will be too paranoid to ever take any types of actions, I guess. <laughs> exactly. 
paralysis by paranoia. They're going to get me. They're going to get me. So why even try? I'll just hide in my bed, wait for them to come get me. That kind of shit. Yeah, but there are some basics. I mean, you know if you're on a campus that probably every square foot has some type of camera on it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because they have to be worried about rapes and stuff on college property and stuff, so... Well, cameras work on electricity, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably what it comes down to. That's the key, because without the power grid, it opens up a lot of possibilities for all factions to uh, try to be king of the hill. <laughs> oh, I, I was I was simply stating it like... Uh, the upstairs neighbor stole my cable, so I'm just going to go out there and clip that cable. <laughs> that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you got anything else uh, going on there, D? No, not really. I just wanted to clarify some things because I had some audio issues, I guess, earlier. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, uh, I thank you for your call. You're free to call back at any time you want, man. Yeah, I'll let you wrap it up and uh, get it on the down low. Okay, man. <laughs> well, I thank you for your call, and you have a good night. All right, see ya. All right, bye-bye. Okay, uh, study successful revolutionaries. Uh... Okay, the ones that climb the rat heap to plant their flag and their ideals, pushing all contenders aside. They are the Maos, the Lenins, the Stalins, but also the Napoleons, the Bismarcks, the Sun Tzu's. How did they do it? How did they build and maintain popular support? How did they carry themselves personally? How did they interact with their peers and lieutenants? How did the revolutionary leaders in Nicaragua Algeria, and Vietnam succeed given their circumstances and challenges? What lessons did they teach that we can borrow and apply to our present and future conditions? This is, of course, a study that demands more than a bit of investigation from any intrepid white nationalist with high ambitions. This is something to to make it work What's actually needed is a think tank. Is, you know, everybody may have their yay or nay about that, but that's just simply my opinion. Okay. Um, We need to have above ground institutions, think tanks, and pressure groups, but we also need need the below the radar shadow warriors who are all too willing to get their proverbial hands dirty. As we inevitably blend ourselves along these lines and throw off the old, failed ideas, we draw closer to victory. Ultimately, if we must lie, cheat, steal, and kill in order to get to the top and keep our people there, so be it. In the game of self-determination and power struggles, history and nature teach us The end always justifies the means. 
Think globally, act locally. Everybody knows what that means. We all have problems in our own backyard that we should take care of first before we think we're going to go and tell the neighbor how they should start living their lives. Uh, uh, Let me see. Uh, A lot of this is just so much garbage. Uh, Okay, regardless... Those bastards have raped this nation, and they would show no compunction in losing the racial and national enemies upon us. Loosing. Yeah. They would gladly do the same to us personally, as they have in the past, either through malice, greed, or delusion. They are hereby collectively guilty, and your job is to ensure they meet a swift, harsh, and final end when the opportunity presents itself. Don't let them get away with it. This was our lives that were taken. The old gods are waking up. Slowly. It's happening. Uh, But I think that's pretty much it for that boring shit that I don't even know. I should have prepped better, and I do apologize for that. But uh, I will take uh, callers or questions in the chat. Anything at this point. Uh, pretty much in closing I urge you to keep a vision of the future the job of the revolutionary is to survive the revolution not get mixed up in it our job is to keep sight of the society that is yet to come and make sure that we survive until that day when we may warmly greet the free dawn the coming days will be the greatest struggle of our lives and we should embrace the struggle after we have properly prepared ourselves to do so. We must also offer our people a vision of a better future for them and their families. Although they will not perceive the need for any change in the status quo in the near future. In short, we should paint a picture of an expansion of freedom for our people and our future generations once we come through this long night. At the same time, We must be vigilant against allowing any forthcoming white government or nation to devolve into a white version of communism with just as much bloodshed and internal repression as the Reds proffed when they were in charge of the various nations. And like I said before, they may kill the revolutionary, but they can't kill the revolution. Ensure you live to keep the dream alive since this will be the greatest and finest struggle of our lives. Okay. Uh, Nothing? Okay. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was... uh, thought that was pretty interesting. I probably didn't do that well of a job. Like I said, I apologize. I was poorly ill-prepared for this. I will do better in the future unless the un fires me. So, um but I would like to take time and, and thank Dion for the opportunity to uh be a part of his network. I appreciate the work that he, Cy, do in the chat room. All the brooders in there. Stay strong, man. 
gee. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty much at the end. I might end this here like 10 minutes early. So if you can like pick up some music, that would be much appreciated. And once that's over, you can commence flaming me. So, uh, until then, keep it real. That's all you can do. Get away from these insane fantasies. Think for yourself. Good night. That isn't just the sound of the 2016 Mercedes-Benz C-Class high-strength steel and aluminum frame being formed. It's the sound of conviction. Conviction that created a lighter, quicker, and more efficient C-Class, whose beautiful form commands attention, while its more powerful, fuel-efficient engine demands to be driven. This is what conviction sounds like. Now, discover what it feels like in a 2016 Mercedes-Benz C-Class. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.